I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Drink of Ages Radio Show on ESPN 97.5. I'm John Denman, and we got a really fun show lined up. Our music guest for this week's show is Photon Mechanics, and our guest hanging out with me right now from uh, St. Arnold Brewing Company, Mr. Brock Wagner. Oh, John, thanks for having me. Well, I'm glad you made it out. I know that, uh, you know, the past... 14, 12 months, whatever time, time just doesn't even make sense anymore on how long things have lasted. What, what are you talking about? What happened during the last 14 months? Well, the, the Astros. Oh, yeah. Uh, got, <laughs> you know, for one thing, uh, yeah, there was the Astros. Um, yeah, this other little thing, man, it wasn't really that big of a deal. But, um, but one thing that was really sweet, though, is uh, how you guys – were operating and you quickly converted which I'm, I'm already jumping forward here a little bit but uh your beer garden for one is a pretty badass spot thank you it, it's, it's a pretty decent place to go drink that, a beer in houston that, that was uh you know w- one of those bucket list things that i always wanted to do and i get to check that one off build build beer garden you you went you went a little extra with it though i mean yeah this hey Go, go bigger, stay home. I, I wanted to create a destination you know, that, that people from around Houston, around the state, around the country, around the world would want to come to and drink beer. And that, that, you know, I wasn't driven by the economics of it. I was driven by you know, making a statement and, and uh, having a lot of fun designing it and executing it. And it, it's lived up to everything I, I ever thought it would and more. It's, it's been wonderful. I remember going to your office, I, I don't know, I guess it was three years ago maybe or is, something. Is this when it was still in Lego form? Yeah, for the <laughs> most part. And you're like, look at this, John. And you show me some blueprints and you're, you're describing how, the, how it's going to kind of fade away as it gets closer to the end and all this stuff. And you were so excited about it. It made me excited, right? I was like, man, this is going to be pretty kick-ass. Yeah, it was... We had a great architect on the project, Natalie Appel, and uh, we had landscape architects. Yeah, the nice part was is when you kind of go to people and you say, "Yeah, I I want you to use your creative vision. Here's kind of my inspiration," and you don't really limit them. Uh, they get into it and put a lot of their own energy and creativity and go a lot further. It was the same thing with the chapels inside the, the, the restaurant where we had artists. We asked them to paint three sides of, of the little uh, chapels is what we call them inside. And you know, we just said, go about at, at least seven feet high. And they all ended up painting all the way, the roof, everything. They're, they're these, and, and we gave people no direction as to what to do. So the artist just went to town and made these really, you know, immersive art installations that you get to eat inside. It is really cool because what you're talking about is like the little 
I mean, kind of like little cutouts in there uh, with tables, and so you're sitting in the restaurant, and you've got all this badass artwork. Yeah, one, one of the things I wanted to do with the beer garden was you can visit it multiple times and experience it in completely different ways. You can kind of keep exploring and finding things. You, know, you could sit in the main part of the restaurant, you could sit in a chapel, you could sit outside, you could sit, sit in the covered part, the uncovered part. There's little side rooms in the U hedges. You could sit in, you could be out in the games area, you could go through the maze. So there's just a lot. Um, and you know, we keep adding things and you know, thinking about additional things that we can do because we want it to keep evolving at some level as well. So we have, we have tile going in on the floor of the restaurant right now to give it a, a marble floor to again kind of evoke the, the small old European church feel. So silver, silver linings of uh, pandemics is you have time to do projects that if you were fully open, you couldn't do. I mean, there's been several good things that you know came from the pandemic, and one of them is the beer to go laws. Yeah. You know, on top of having some extra time, you know, the the TABC is actually changing some laws that uh, are very beneficial. Yeah, I mean, you know, the beer to go for shipping breweries got changed in 2019, which you know we were involved in that. You know, really wanted that to pass. I never thought it would be a significant part of our business. Um, thank goodness that we got that passed because that became a critical part of our business during the pandemic and kept our beer garden team in place. Uh, but now seeing restaurants and bars being able to do you know, beer and you know, I, I may also enjoy margaritas, so you know, get getting a really tasty margarita from a restaurant to go is a or pretty like wonderful thing. the margarita thing. truck these days. You know, they drive by little cocktail trucks. Yeah. I'm like the, you know, Pavlov's dog. When I, when I hear him going by, start drooling, <laughs> run to the curb. It's only 10 a.m. It's okay. It's just it's legal now. <laughs> hey, it's a pandemic. T 10 a.m. What's the issue? Uh, you want to get into yeah, the, the, all the drinking that happened uh, during the pandemic. That's what we were talking about this earlier, just like Zoom calls just made me, made me enjoy bourbon way too much. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, but it's also interesting to see how, you know, this month we're really seeing bars and restaurants coming back. Our, our draft sales are coming back strong. You know, grocery, which had been so strong during... Uh, the early parts of well, the entire pandemic, you know, we're seeing those flatten. Um, so you, it, it's interesting from just a b operating a business standpoint. How do you keep adapting? How do you keep staying ahead of of uh, your your demand flow? How, how do you make sure that you're you're not running out of stock? I mean, we, I mean, every brewery in the country pretty much ended up destroying a lot of kegs of beer last April and May because, you know, we had a lot in the pipeline. And, and uh, I, I, looked, I looked back, our, our sales in, to on-premise in April last year were down 99.5%. <laughs> I don't know where the 0.5% went. It's a good question. So, but the good part is, is this April, we were, we were up something like, you know, 
25,000%, so <laughs> math. The math, yeah, the math, math checks out. It does. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was really sad to watch so many people and businesses being shut down and all that stuff. Uh, something I did not agree with. And then the, there was, you know, not that I knew any better than the people making the decisions to shut it down. But it's like, man, I just didn't want to see it happen. Yeah, I think, you know, hopefully, you know, if anything, governments and leaders have learned, like, what was effective, what wasn't effective. And hopefully people will put, you know, put politics aside and just look at things like, you know, masks were really effective. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, you know clo closing down a lot of restaurants and, and bars wasn't necessarily effective, but maybe limiting the crowds in some of those places for a period of time was. You know, not, you know, closing stores, that really wasn't effective, which a, a lot of, a, you know, we didn't see as much of that in Texas, but you know, other parts of the country did. So hopefully we learn and get people to stay smart and we can not go through this again. And if, if we do, which I think we have to at some level, you know, two years ago, nobody had the concept of a pandemic in anybody's business plan. I think to be reasonable now, we probably have to put about at least a 10% chance that we go through something like this again in the next five years. Probably won't look exactly the same, but hopefully, hopefully we've learned lessons and we can keep businesses open and operating um, as well as possible by following the things that work, you know, doing things that work, not doing the things that didn't work. For you guys, I mean, you will be celebrating 27 years uh, let's see, I have to do math. See, 1994, yeah, that's 27. Whew. I'm glad you did the math. All right, I, was, I was doing it earlier, and I was like, wait, 25th anniversary, you know, because that was a big one for you guys. And yeah, that was, that was fun. And it was like, that was 1999. So, yeah, it was like, well, no, no, it's already, or whatever, it's 2019. And uh, it's like, man, how many, it's like, two years I don't know why that math was really hard but uh, trying to figure it out but 27 years yeah I see photos of me in the early days I'm like who is that kid <laughs> he's got more hair uh, we all used to have more hair yeah. I remember those days see now now I wear a hat I don't actually care that much about losing hair but I just don't like getting sunburned on the top of my head it well being as fair skinned as I am and uh, yeah I go through a lot of sunscreen and hats are my friend I yes. learned that a long time ago yeah they are and I'm, I'm with you you know I was like man yeah this, if that's how I look now yeah, I've got a white beard can't hide that and yeah. so just yeah whatever just go natural yeah everybody's copying you during COVID and growing beards there was a lot of the beard game got really big yeah that's definitely true uh, but it was just I don't know. During COVID is when I, I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to shave my beard off. And she's like, no, you can't shave your beard off. I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm going to shave this thing off. And she, she convinced me to keep it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it tickles a certain way. There's whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. But I kept it. You're going to be contrarian, but uh, it looks good on you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. So we're, uh, I guess we already killed a keg here at House of Blues. And so now I had to move to some tasty art car. You can never go wrong with our car. Well, the good thing is about House of Blues is that they don't do things small either. So it's not a 12-ounce can. It's a 19.2-ounce can. 
it's what all the kids are drinking these days. Uh, they they that's actually been a big growth area for us, 19.2 cans. So we, we had to, our, our packaging team was super excited, not, when the, uh, we added yet another size of, of uh, can to the line. And, but, you know, the, sa the sales team loves them. And, you know, our, our, our customers love them, so. The venues absolutely love them. Yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. See them. You know, here at House of Blues, Minute Maid, uh, so. Uh, well, let's uh, take a break, and let's listen to some Photon Mechanics. And when we get back, Brock, you have, a, you have four of your lighter beers that you make. And so we're going to go through some of the, the characteristics and what makes them a little bit different from each other because they're all completely different beers. Yeah, that, I think it's... It's a lot of fun to see. We have these four beers, all look fairly similar. All people would call them kind of a, a light, light beer, not not low calorie necessarily, but uh, I, I think it's they're four very distinct beers. Come from different beer styles. They have different histories, and very distinct flavors. So you know, I I enjoy all of them. It's, this is the first time I, I've done this sort of side-by-side side and kind of talked about all four of them together. So I'm looking forward to this. All right. Brock Wagner is our guest from St. Arnold Brewing Company. Photon Mechanics, about to play some music. This is Drink of Ages. We'll be right back. Hey Houston, Megaton Brewery is hosting a series of Texas craft rodeo events throughout the month of May. Live music, craft beer, and food trucks every weekend, ending with a rodeo-themed market on Sunday, May 23rd, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Megaton is Kingwood's hometown brewery, located at 808 Russell Palmer Road. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date. See you at Vault 808. Fresh off the canning line, a true anomaly is Go Flight with four packs available now. This is a hazy IPA through and through with loads of soft and juicy tropical fruit flavors contributed from the Mosaic, Citra, and Galaxy hops. If you're heading out to watch the Astros, Rockets, or Dynamo, stop by for a beer before the game. True anomaly is walking distance from all the stadiums. Don't have a ticket? Come and watch the games in the tap room. Trivia every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. and DJ Cherry Light Bounce is there Thursdays to help bring in the weekend and get the new beer pouring strong. You can book the barrel room at True Anomaly for your next special event they can also accommodate business meetings and happy hours check out their website for a booking link trueanomalybrewing.com have an event in mind and looking for a place that is fun and beer is involved host your next event at a brewery at spindle tap they have full venue rental and partial rental options that are perfect for company events birthday parties weddings receptions and more host a memorable event at a venue that offers a fun atmosphere and many amenities Email info at spindletap.com or call 713-325-1477 to get more details. Hey, this is Shane with New Magnolia Brewing Company. We're a family-owned and operated brewery located at 1616 Devis Street in the historic Houston Heights. Neighborhood brew pubs serving up a high-rotation, high-variety of finely crafted beers, everything from an award-winning American Light Lager, IPA, Funky Sours, and European Classics like our award-winning Father Bernard's Grodzinski, a 400-year-old Polish smoked wheat ale. Join us this Saturday, 
May 8th from 12 to 7 for crawfish. We're also open Sunday from 12 to 7 for Mother's Day, so bring her on in and make her feel special. Ready to join the New Magnolia Bike and Run Club? Both launch weekly from the brewery. Check Instagram and Facebook for details. Tap room open seven days a week, plenty of parking, two very expansive outdoor seating areas, spacious indoor tap room, family and dog friendly. Cheers. We hope to see you soon. Hey, this is Blake Harris, the general manager of Rudyard's British Pub. Just want to invite you guys out to our Thursday night steak and pint night. It's $25 for a 16-ounce New York strip party potatoes, Caesar salad, and a free pint. As well, starting at 7 o'clock, we've got $4 pints all night long. Right now, we're doing about 20 on draft, and in the near future, we will be increasing that number. So come check us out. We're at 2010 Wall Drive in Montrose.
now and well in front of me now I'm still working on that 192 R car but you brought out your light hitters so it is summer in Houston and uh, or will be soon but you know my you know summer is about six months a year here so over the years we've done a lot of different styles of beers and you know as brewers you know we love big beers we love IPAs but what we tend to gravitate towards drinking day in, day out, tend to be lighter beers, Kolsch's, Hellas, Pilsner's, and you know, blonde ales. So we now sort of find ourselves with four beers out that are all on the light end of the spectrum, and I thought it'd be a lot of fun tonight to go through and taste them and say, hey, you got four beers, what's different? They look the same yet they're not. So I thought it would, we'll, we'll just start, kind of do a one by one. So headliner, so this is a blonde ale. It, now, one interesting thing about these beers is they're all, uh, the base malt is Pils, Pilsner malt in all of these, although uh, they're not all, all the same Pilsner malt. We have some American Pilsner malt in three of the beers and a German Pilsner malt in the summer pills. But just starting with Headliner, this came out uh, last year, right when the pandemic started. We had all these concerts lined up when we were gonna roll it out. We got one done at, and, uh, and then everybody shut down. But it's Pilsner malt. We use a, a London ale yeast. Um, the hops are a, a German uh, uh, noble hop, Hollertau Herzbrücker, but then we also use Centennial to give it just a little bit of an American uh, citrusy twist to it. Nice, light, uh, easy drinking, you know, no bitter on the finish, just yeah, no bitter, but uh, there, it's not missing flavor. That's the good thing no. about it. 
No, I mean, you know, 4.2% alcohol. I mean, it's low, it's, it's low calorie, low, uh, low alcohol, but, but really has a, a lot going on. Carl, Carlos Hernandez, local artist, he did our Santo label for it. God rest its soul. Um, Santo did, was good, yeah, by the way. Did one of the chapels in, in our beer garden. He designed the can. Yeah, it's got the big amp on it. Uh, but so you start with that. They say, okay, that, that's nice. That's tasty. So how is lawnmower? It's time to bump it up a little bit lighter, but a little bit more. Yeah, how, how is lawnmower different? Uh, so, you know, look, color-wise, pretty close to the same. Now, lawnmower is a Kolsch, so we use you know, German ale yeast in this one. Uh, it has... It's about 92% Pilsner malt, and then the other 8% is uh, malted wheat. And this beer is 100% Herzbrucker hops. So bittered, finished. It actually has a lot of hops going on in it, but the hops being that they are uh, Herzbrucker, which have very low alpha acids, uh, low oil content, they tend to be very they don't impart a lot of flavor. So we had to use a lot to get the flavor that we wanted. To me, this beer has this really nice berry floral aroma from the Herzbrucker hop. How long have you been brewing lawnmower? Hmm? How long have you been brewing lawnmower? We came out with lawnmower in, I think, 2001, so 20 years. It is two, de two decades of lawnmower. So again, kind of go back and forth between headliner and lawnmower. Yeah, get a little bit of a biscuity malt in the headliner. Lawnmower, I get much more floral characteristics to it, so maybe a tad creamier. Um, but again, the they're very different beers, uh, you know, in, and we're talking about subtle subtleties here. You know, this is, isn't like have, having a, you know, Pilsner and a Stout. Right, but right. you're also not going to confuse the two. You're not going to say, yeah, that's the same beer in two. It's, it's not like Duff's, Duff's light, Duff's dry, Duff's. That's true. <clears throat> the way that uh, the headliner drinks a little bit... Uh, all right, lawnmower. Lawnmower just goes down easy. Maybe because it, it reminds me, uh, you know, the last 20 years of drinking lawnmower, <laughs> whereas Headliner is still new uh, for for beers that I've been drinking. Yeah, it's yeah. Headliner to me is is like you just put it on on ice. It's 100 degrees outside. It is going to be a tasty damn beer. Um, I actually feel the same way about lawnmower. But to me, lawnmower has a little bit more complexity in it with the, the hop character in it. Um, it just hits on, on a few more notes. But uh, they're both really good in, the, in their own ways. So now if you want to move towards the next one, so Summer Pills. Uh, the name is Summer Pills. I would really classify it almost more of a Municellus style. Uh, it's got a little bit more hops. It's a lager. You know, we use the Bavarian lager yeast in it. The, 
the hops are, are uh, we start with the, the Hollertau, but uh, the Herzberger, but we finish with Saws. See, this beer, this beer makes my golf game better. That's what it does. It's one of those that, uh, you know, after like the third or fourth one, my shots are straighter, my putts are going in, and this is that, this is that beer. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear it does that for you. For, you know, for me, it just makes me not care that my shots might be <laughs> sliced more and my putts, God knows where they go. But, uh, you know, this t beer to me is like transports me to a, you know, an Augustiner Beer Hall in, in, uh, in Munich. And it's probably not a complete coincidence because Augustiner is a brewery, which is one of my favorite breweries in the world. They use Herzberger hops, which I only discovered that after we got turned on to Herzberger and we're using them in, in all of our beers. We're, we're one of the largest purchasers of uh, Herzberger hops in the U.S., if not the largest. It's <clears throat> so... Now we've, you know, we've moved from the first two are in the ale category, actually an English ale yeast and a Kolsch ale yeast. Now we're to a lager yeast. So H-Town is going to use the same lager yeast as Summer Pills. But this to me, as opposed to being kind of a Munich Hellas, is going to be more of a Czech, true Czech Pills. Um, by the way, with Summer Pills, people have wondered, we've won many Great American Beer Festival medals for Summer Pills. Many. In, in the Munich Hellas category. Yes. Because uh, that's what it is. If, if any of you noticed, uh, when, when, when did the calendar, was that like two years ago the calendar came out? The, I don't the know what you're talking focused, about. Uh, it was such a great photo of Brock, maybe naked, wearing a whole lot of medals. For, fortunately, uh, Aaron was, was holding one of our awards uh, very strategically placed. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. But so H-Town Pills, this is an evolution of our brewing Czech-style pills. And the first one really, really summer pills kind of started in the very early years. I was trying to kind of channel Czech pills, but I, I found that I was settling a little more on the Munich Hellas and the summer pills recipe, you know, we came out with that beer in 1997 and we tweaked it up until 2011. Uh, whereas like lawnmower has been exactly the same. It's a whole life. Amber ale has been exactly the same. Well, actually batch one of Amber ale uh, was different from batch two of Amber ale, but since batch two, it's been the same. But H-Town Pills really started with the Icon series when we did the Bohemian Pills in that series. Then we tweaked that, came out with 5 o'clock Pills. Uh, we like that, but there's still some things that, to me, we could improve on. And then, so we discontinued that. With H-Town, it is exactly what I want it to be. I want to drink this beer every day for the rest of my life. We do a decoction mash on the Pilsner malt. Uh, it is Saws, 
saws, hops, all the way throughout. If you're wondering one of the differences between 5 o'clock and H-Town, we did a little dry hop on, of saws, hops, and 5 o'clock, uh, which isn't traditional. With H-Town, everything, all the hops go into the kettle. And this one, well, for one, we already floated one keg here tonight because it's way too easy to drink. All these beers are very easy to drink. But as, as you're talking, you know, each one has little subtle differences. The first two, uh, the body is a little bit heavier. The second two is a little lighter and a little more crisp. And this H-Town Pills, though, this, this, this might, might turn into my new shotgunning beer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gone into my heavy rotation. It's, it's actually it's doing really well all over town. Um, obviously, we only sell it in H-Town. <laughs> we haven't ventured out with this beer anyplace I, else. I think, I think it's time to take over. Like, like this, this beer needs to go to Dallas and become like the, the, the biggest beer in Dallas. Well, I, I do know some people in Austin who've drove, driven down here, picked it up and taken it back because they can't get it in, in Austin. But uh, it's just fun drinking all these beers and seeing how different they are. But the nice thing is they're all tasty. You don't have to think about them all the time when you're drinking them, but this is a nice little intellectual exercise to go through. I, I feel smarter, you know, by going through uh, all four of these beers. You look smarter, too. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, speaking of... Uh, being smarter, it's about time to listen to some more Photon Mechanics. Excellent. Looking and forward to it. Brock Wagner is our guest. This is Drink of Ages. Stay tuned. Happy fifth anniversary to Bobby and the gang at Backview Brewing up in Porter. Badass place to go and have some excellent pints. While you're there, try the anniversary beer, Rand, a Belgian golden strong ale fermented in fresh toasted oak barrels and bottle conditioned. Clocking it at a nice 9% ABV, this is one excellent beer. Also be on the lookout for Chola, a Mexican-style lager that is way too crushable, especially as temperatures are rising. Check it all out at backpewbrewing.com or stop by the sanctuary for some pints. Valentin's Brewery is a small but growing family-owned nano brewery in Pearland, Texas, making award-winning beers in all different styles. Always something new to try on tap. Bring the family and the dogs while enjoying the spacious backyard while the new tap room is being built. If you're into the sour stuff, Valentin's is releasing two Berliners, a pear and an apple. These beers are like adult Gatorades. Make the short drive to Valentin's and try some award-winning, very tasty brews. Valentin's.com, V-A-L-L-E-N-S-O-N-S.com. Platypus Brewing, brewed with a Texan heart and Australian soul. Local brew craft beer, full restaurant, wine and cider, private event space located a stone's throw from downtown at 1902 Washington Avenue. What's your choice? Taco Tuesday, surf and turf steak night Wednesday, barbecue Thursday, smoked in house, fish and chips Friday, the best in town, covered patio and kids menu available, and up to 15 beers on tap including a range of cores and always new specialties from blondes, sours, IPAs, ambers and porters and stouts. Whatever your choice, we look forward to seeing you. Hey, book your next event at Platypus, platypusbrewing.com. Key T Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated, not just when you're hungover. 
Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. KT Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KTWellness.com. Eureka Heights has been making interesting and approachable and fun beer since 2016. If you like awards, they got them. How about two gold medals at the Great American Beer Festival, the largest beer competition in the United States? The beers include flagships like Buckle Bunny Cream Ale, one of my all-time favorites, Mini Boss IPA, to seasonals like Neon Moon Belgian Single, plus launching soon, Fizzy Pants Hard Seltzer. You can find their tasty beverages all across Houston or at the Tap Room located in the Heights. The Tap Room is currently open Thursday through Sunday and is probably jamming out some Yacht Rock right now, keeping it smooth and mellow. Eureka Heights, grab some beers and some high fives. All right, just three more songs, each one about half an hour long. So we're trying to get you out of here by like 1, 1.30 tops.
time to shovel, you're digging your own grave. Everybody's moving, but no one going the same way. He's wrong. But she's right, everybody's faking, they're wearing a disguise You don't have to like it, but it's all up in your face All up in your feelings with my opinions and statements He's fire, and she's nice Put down your weapons, now wouldn't it be nice? I really got the feeling, the feeling I really got And it's feeling, it's feeling the building to the top Come on baby, now hey, this is Drinking Age Radio Show Come on, I'm your John Newman Brock Wagner from St. Albert Brewing Company is our guest Listen again, some photon mechanics. And Brock, we went through four of the light beers. I feel like we're about to like really flip the script and go much larger ABVs. A bit. Just a bit. Just a bit. So yeah, so we're going from sort of the 4.2 to 5% range to uh, 13%. That's a good number. So it's 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 a subtle climb. Uh, but it's like a, a shot, like shooting out a cannon climb. <laughs> well, it's a yeah shock the palate. But this is the first time that uh, so we're getting a, a a little preview. This beer is coming out later this month. Uh, it'll be available, of course, at our beer garden, but it'll also be out, available out in the market at. Uh, yeah, grocery and liquor stores, yeah, bars and restaurants. Uh, this beer is our old-fashioned, so it's got nice, you know, a nice sort of '60s kind of admin. Uh, a little wallpaper look yeah, to it. Label to it, and it is a barley wine that we aged in rye whiskey barrels, and with a little orange peel in it, like 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 a nice old-fashioned. And yeah, I tasted the test brews. I tasted some as it, as it was aging in the barrels. This is actually going to be for me the first time I've tasted this when it was done and done in package. So, l'chaim. Cheers. Mm. Just when it hits your nostrils, you know you're about to drink something. Yeah, you get that barley wine as a base. You know, to me, it's really nice when you can taste the base beer in a barrel-aged beer. But the, uh, the rye whiskey barrels really gives it a, a nice spice to it. And God, the finish, the, with the, the finish, I just get the, this warm caramel, it's like caramel whiskey chocolate. Um, and then the orange, the orange is like a secret ingredient in there. Yeah, the the orange hits at first, and then you get the chocolate. The chocolate really hits at the end, and just kind of coats your mouth. It's that's pretty damn tasty. Yeah, our, our our team, the stuff that comes out of our barrel room. Yeah, I, I may be biased, but I really believe it is second to none in, in any place. Um, they're smooth, they're easy drinking, they're well-rounded. You know, we age in barrels much longer than most breweries do because when you age to, for too short of a period of time, the spirit taste is often kind of sharp. And by letting it sit longer, it mellows, it, all the flavors integrate and you, you don't, you get this balance 
with really interesting accents in the flavors. Uh, you know, one of my goals with any beer, whether it's Headliner or Lawnmower or Old Fashioned, is I want you to be able to drink a pint or a bottle or whatever it's coming in, and when you're done with it, you're sad. You want another. <laughs> and I feel like we've, we have achieved that with all of these beers, you know, even oh, with commitment, man. which, uh, so. I think, I think if, uh, you know, a couple of these right here will put me in a really good spot. I don't think it's a sad spot, though. That's, that's what I'm saying. No, it's, it, it is, these are beers for, the, for global pandemics. Uh, so, you know, with, with a barrel-aged beer, you expect to see something that's pretty high proof. Um, so 12.9% where this came in, you're like, okay, I see that. that I mean, that's still a pretty, pretty beefy beer, uh, even for barrel-aged. And, you know, if, if I do say so myself, Easy drinking for 12.9%. I will say that as well. Um, so now we're going to go to a beer that is not barrel aged and is actually 13.5%. And brewing this is pretty tricky because if you put yeast, if you just make a wort, you know, the unfermented beer that has the potential to go to 13.5%, and you put yeast in it, we're going to get a little sciency here, but the osmotic pressure of the sugar crushes the yeast, it kills the yeast. The yeast just won't ferment. Um, so there's a real technique, and we do kind of a stepped fermentation and, and have to add sugar as we're going to get a beer that's at this level. But commitment here, which will pour a nice syrupy blackness. Uh, this, again, to make a beer like this is, that comes out is complex and full-bodied, yet balanced and easy to drink, is really a testament to the talents of our brewing team, which my hat's off to them. I put, I put our brewers up against anybody. You get, I mean, I get this almost molasses flavor in there. There's no molasses in here. Now, there is Belgian candy syrup. Mm. That's how, how we kind There's of boost. a little sweetness. That's how we boost the, the gravity as it's fermenting. And no, a lot this, of is, this, is, <clears throat> this is a dessert beer. Pour this over some vanilla ice cream. Oh, for sure. And life gets much, much better. But it is actually just staying alone. It's ridiculous, man. This is really, really good. Yeah, th this to me is a hidden treasure. You know, we come out with it once a year. This is also a beer that you can age. And you know, something I do try to stress to people, if you're gonna sell our beers, keep them cold. Don't just stick them in a closet warm. They won't age well that way. But if you keep them cold, you know, this is a beer that is going to hold for you know, a couple, three years. I mean, it'll, It'll go five plus years, but um, 
you know, it'll keep developing and changing and evolving, and you you can kind of find the sweet spot that you like this beer. Uh, this is. I don't know, Brock. I can tell you, I mean, we went from light to you know a little bit darker to to this in the show, and I, this is. Your spectrum of brewing at St. Arnold, uh, I think the beers are starting to really, the ABVs are starting to kick in a little bit. It'll, they'll do that. Um, yeah, I mean, we are always playing around with stuff. We have R&D meetings every Thursday morning. We're tasting new beers. Yeah, we've, we've you know, did ciders starting a couple years ago. Yeah, we did seltzers. We came out with our super fine seltzer, which is super fine, and uh, you know, but we're doing it a completely different way than any seltzer that I've seen on the market so far, which is we are using zero flavor extracts in our seltzer. Uh, you know, we start with a sugar cane base to ferment, but then while it's fermenting, we are adding fruit, real fruit, fruit puree, fruit peel. Those are the only uh, flavorings that we're at using. So we're actually using the real fruit letting those fruits ferment so we're still achieving the the low calories and carbs and those things that seltzer seltzer people seem to like but people also notice that our seltzers have color and that's just because we're using fruit real fruit yeah we yeah. we're not adding color that that's yeah. just the fruit and bro you've had a brewery now for what do we figure? 27, 27 years? years? <laughs> what you've had a brewery. I was born in the summer of my 27th year, coming home to a place I've never been before. Sorry. <laughs> a little John Denver for you. Just a little John Denver. Hey, that guy's full of shit. <laughs> God rest his soul. God rest his soul. But no, man, I mean, you've, you've had a brewery for 27 years. And I, I, back in the original time when you were over off you know, a whole different location, 290 area over there, uh, to where you are now, man. I mean, like looking back, what 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 do you think you've accomplished? What do you think you missed out on? Like, 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 like what has happened? Yeah, I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. Um, you know, I feel like I've been the you know, luckiest guy in the world. Got to do what I love. Wake up every morning. Look forward to going to work. Um, you know, we helped create a craft beer market in Texas because it did not exist when you pioneered the St. craft Arnold. beer market in Texas. Yeah, I have to remind people, we were not the first craft brewery in Texas. We are the oldest craft brewery in Texas because we outlived everybody else. And you know, it was tough going in the early years, uh, you know, but after 12 years, we were an overnight success. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's fun. I mean, it, it I, that needs to be a T-shirt, by the way. <laughs> I, I mean, I've made a ton of friends through this. We have people who've been with us, you know, customers who've been with us for 27 years. Uh, people that we've, you know, customers that we've picked up in the last year, and they're all really important to us. You know, we're, we still are out there evangelizing great beer. We're still out there trying to push things, come up with new things to do, um, experimenting. Yeah, there, there is no finish line in this, but you want to do stuff that you're passionate about. You know, we're passionate about craft beer, and we're just trying to share that with everyone. And 
And I think that's something that's also important to us is trying to make you know, the world of craft beer broader and more diverse and more inclusive. And you know, it's a that's not something you do overnight. It's it's just you keep at it and you just you know it's part of your principles and who you're about and it's fun. That's all I can say. One of the one of my favorite Brock stories. I've got a couple of them, but uh, <laughs> uh oh, one of them was uh, I, I don't even remember why I was calling you, but there was a reason that I, I needed to call you and ask you a question. And you answered the phone. You're like, "Hey, John, what's going on?" I'm like, "Hey, I have a question." He goes, "Oh, this is it going to be a long one? Because like, give me like a couple minutes." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And I hear shuffling. <laughs> all these noises and everything about a minute and a half goes by you're like okay yeah yeah what's going on i'm like what, what are you doing he goes i just got off a ski lift i'm like Brock, you didn't have to answer my phone my phone call but i appreciate it it was, it was awesome multitasking multitasking indeed well, uh, if you've never been out to St. Arnold, if you're one of the few that hasn't been out there, uh, come check them out. I mean, it is it is one of the it's a destination spot here in Houston. Uh, excellent food, excellent beers, beautiful view of the city, and you you built the your, the whole area around you into you created this whole thing that never existed before, and it's it's, it's Great for everyone in the community. Great for everybody in the city of Houston. Well, thanks. Yeah, it, it's been fun revitalizing the near north side where, where we're located. And you know, we have another brewery, local group right by us now. And you, know, you, you just see the area changing. Breweries can make a difference. And I, you know, we often locate breweries in, in areas you know, because land is cheap. Uh, you know, and, and you know, it's a low-margin business, but they actually they bring a lot to the community, and I I think that's a, a wonderful thing about the world of craft brewing. You know, I also think that these are very sage words that I'm reading on the bottom bottom of our bottle cap. Fear no beer. Fear no beer. No, Brock, appreciate you hanging out, man. It's been a lot of fun. I've missed you. Haven't seen you very much over the last year, so it's good to kick back and have some beers with you. Thank you for bringing these, your know, old-fashioned commitment, those, those two. It, when, as soon as you see them out there, go by and get some. Oh, they're, yeah. They, they're, they're yummy. The commitment came out earlier this year. I, I, I think it's probably gone most places. You may be able to... Scrounge some up in a few locations, but look for old fashioned later this month. Not old fashioned, it's dangerous. You're supposed to good. plug your YouTube station, by the way. Uh, uh, thank you, Brock, for pointing this out. You can watch all these shows that we do on our YouTube channel, Drink of Ages. Just go to YouTube, Drink of Ages. And that's why it makes this guy amazing. You know, like, he's not just worried about himself, man, he's looking out for everybody else around him. Brock, cheers, buddy. Hey, John, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Great having beers with you. Very good having beers with you. Uh, next week, we will be back over here at House of Blues with Baba Brew House, and our music guest is the Journey Agents. This is Drink of Ages. Talk to everybody next week. <laughs>